Okay, now we're recording for real. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Divar Luther. I'm a part of Artisan Alley. I'm the gallery curator for Dimensions. And we are doing a new segment today, starting today, called a Podcast with Artists and Business Owners. I'm going to find a better name for that, but this is the pilot. So, <laughs> And today we have Clint Cardi. He's a musician. He's part of a Kaleidoscope Jukebox. And we are here today to interview him on what he does and how he became a musician. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Clint Hardy. Um, I produce music under the uh, artist named Kaleidoscope Jukebox. Um, I am based in Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, I've been producing for about uh, uh, about 15 years. Wow, 15 years. So that means you started in 2005. Yeah, yeah. When did you decide you want to be a musician? I started messing around with the guitar when I was around the age of 13. I was from a small town and really didn't have too many influences. So it was a long process of figuring things out myself. I started with the guitar and then I actually saved up lunch money and had my computer science teacher uh, purchase me a a four-track cassette recorder. And that kind of like allowed me to record guitar and bass and keyboards and and really kind of get a fuller sound uh, that I could just do on my own and didn't really depend on it upon anybody else. Um, and then when I was on my 18th birthday, I got a credit card uh, just so I could buy um, a piece of music production software called Freaky Loops. I was tipped off about that through a friend, literally got a credit card so I could purchase it on my 18th birthday when I started using Free Loops to produce uh, music via the computer. And um, that just, that opened up a whole new world. I spent a large number of years just figuring out what I was doing. (laughs) Um, And uh, when I moved to Bloomington, um, I would say around 2009, is when the, the project Kaleidoscope Jukebox actually formed um, in my head and it and manifested. Started, it all started from a trip to Goodwill. Um, I went to Goodwill and I, I saw these two little 45 vinyl records that were spoken word. One was of uh, the beginning of the book from James Allen called As a Man Thinketh. And uh, on that little bitty record, the quote um, the world is your kaleidoscope uh, really just smacked me down and it stuck with me. And um, I actually wrote a song called Kaleidoscope Jukebox. And then from that, it was like, well, this is a whole thing. So that's basically how the project Kaleidoscope Jukebox came to be um, from a, a trip to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> how did you choose the genre that you're doing right now because it's very niche so i just want to know how you come up with that decision i it's i started out producing uh or learning how to produce writing more uh traditional forms of electronic music house music 
and uh, drum and bass. It was by accident uh, being in a Karma record store and shopping the dollar bin, again, the thrifting thing. I found uh, an instrumental hip hop CD from uh, an artist called DJ Cam. He's a DJ from France. The totally different sound. I'd never heard of anything like that. It was that traditional breakbeat style, um, but totally instrumental. And it just kind of mesmerized me. And, you know, I kind of grew up in that classic age of down tempo, which would be the genre of music, how I would label it as a general zoomed out term. I produced down tempo music, which hovers around 90 BPM. From finding that DJ Cam CD, it, it really it led me to Devery Corporation. Uh, was a very huge influence uh, for me, who I later got to officially remix and uh, have my remix put out on a vinyl. Um, groups like Tosca really made a huge influence on me, and, and it was literally by accident that I stumbled into that music and then just kind of started figuring out how to write it. That's really how that came to be. Uh, you answered my next question, which is who influenced you uh, musically, but do you have any other musician you want to um, mention that inspired you? We could fill up six hours of me mentioning <laughs> artists, but, uh, but definitely um, Bombay Dub Orchestra, any dub reggae artist like King Tubby, uh, a lot of it I would contribute to more traditional Indian music like Ravi Shankar. Um, here in the sitar, uh, really just kind of changed my whole perspective on music and broken down into smaller tone changes. Um, opened my ear up to a, a whole new thing. Um, those would be my biggest influences for sure. You mentioned this sitar. That's a very interesting instrument. How did you start playing the sitar? So that came quite a bit later in the process. I would say after two or three years of producing, um, I just started acquiring as many instruments as I could. Can generally make noise of anything I could touch, but I bought uh, I bought a sitar off eBay. Came from India. It's a very bad quality instrument, but it was what I could afford. What really made my music advance is computer technology, in particular multi-sampling. So it's not sampling something that's fully pre-recorded, but it's basically you take an instrument and record it note by note in as many variations of each note that you can play, those are mapped to a traditional uh, piano style keyboard with technology. Now you can you can play violins and sitars and flutes and anything extremely realistically via uh, the sampler. So, you know, it started out for me as trying to acquire as many instruments as possible. But, you know, as technology grew, it's you learn the keyboard and you can play anything. So it's it's absolutely an, an amazing time to be a, a producer in this day and age because technology has come so far. I went to analog recording music classes before in college and they take it very seriously because, you know, analog recording is not as mainstream as it is before. Um, I would like to hear your opinion on 
analog recording does it affect you somehow because i know this is like digitally it would help your genre more but what's your thought on like analog recording and new digital recording yeah for sure i mean uh you know i i think i took classes for analog recording at iu um as well when i first moved here and i, I was raised uh doing you know very rudimentary analog recording and Analog recording is is like it's very precious and it's just expensive in a lot of ways. Not necessary, but there's definitely a lot of analog approach that is very much present, and especially in large budget productions. Um, and I, I I have analog gear um, in the form of you know synthesizers and uh, you know various uh, mic preamps and and things like that, but. Even it's like it's like we're going through a cycle. Modern music now, especially in electronic music, especially right now, we're going back to that analog tone. We're trying to reverse where we've come digitally because of you know it's very convenient digital recording. But we're we're trying to emulate analog gear and the old school tones. You hear it like crazy and and pop and 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 EDM and especially uh, I mean there's whole genres based around trying to get that analog sound lo-fi hip hop and I think that uh, you know a lot of people are are trying to emulate the uh, sound of recording to tape it's a huge hugely popular effect you can hear it all over music you know analog definitely reigns supreme but there's we're in a, an amazing time now because we've got the best of both worlds. Everything's cheaper and more accessible, um, but that comes as a double-edged sword because now everybody can make music, so it's you get lost in the crowd. But it's definitely, there's no better time to be producing music because everything's available at your fingertips, and we're definitely trying to uh, still hone on to that analog sound for sure. So, you know... Corona ruins everything, obviously, because <laughs> I I'm bringing this up just to ask you how was your um, music performances were like pre-Corona? Did you do a lot of live performances or did you do any virtual shows before this? Yeah, so I have I had to cancel a, a lot. Of gigs, you know, it's it's hit me and and my friends. I have many DJ friends, performer friends, and and I have friends in production and uh, lighting. My friends run venues, so it's uh, it's been an extremely tough time for everybody in the music industry and entertainment industry in general. I mean, it's one of the first industries to get shut down, and it's going to be one of the last to reopen. And me personally, um, I, it was inconvenient. You know, I had to cancel a lot of gigs. That was a lot of money. Um, but luckily, I'm, I'm in the position where I don't 100% depend on that. So it, it hasn't hit me as hard. And to be honest, um, for me personally, it's been nice to have a break from playing shows and just focus on putting, making new music and putting music out. I put a new album out in uh, February, actually pressed it to vinyl and just got the vinyls in last week. So there's always tons of stuff for me to do. 
And I, I look forward to playing shows whenever I can again and, and DJing. I had to cancel. I DJ weddings uh, for a lot of my friends, too, and, and for money. And that had to be put on hold. It's just, in my opinion, is there's people that's been doing some things, but I would rather not put anybody at risk because it's not worth it. As of yet, I haven't really done any streaming stuff uh, just because I haven't I haven't any experience with it. And I've seen some bad quality streams, and it's just not something I've really wanted to touch. I've just been using the time to focus on creating. And, and in that, it's been awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's good to hear. Because I heard that from a lot of artists that, you know, this is the year to just create, basically. And I'm glad that you're also one of those people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely precious time that you don't get otherwise. So it's it's a blessing. But, you know, not all of my friends, a lot of my friends solely depend on it. They're absolutely crushed. So definitely support any of your artists that you love, whoever's listening to this, uh, you know, in any way you can. Because, you know, right now, I'm sure a lot of them could really use it. Yeah, you're right. Shout out to local artists and business owners because it's not easy, but I know they're managing somehow. And yeah, best of luck to everyone. Okay, this uh, next question would be kind of unorthodox because I want to make sure we're not just talking about something that's related to what you do. So my, I mean, it's still kind of. So my next question is, what is a genre or an instrument that you tried to do things with but just couldn't do it? Like maybe a guitar or a drum or something like that. I am not uh, equipped to play a drum kit. I would love to. I've tried. There's something about using all four limbs. Um, it splits my brain in a weird way. I can't do it. I can play hand drums or... I'm a finger drum all day long, um, <laughs> but when it comes to using both legs and two arms, uh, it's not happening. And I'm not very good at playing a guitar and singing, and, and ain't nobody ever going to hear me sing anyway. But just for my own, I've never been able to do it. But as far as a genre of music, I feel pretty confident. And if you listen to my music, uh, maybe explore my SoundCloud you'll be able to hear for yourself that I can write music in many, many styles. Um, uh, one of my hobbies is actually rebuilding famous songs. I've redone songs from the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Parliament, uh, Herbie Hancock, Tupac. <laughs> Me being able to do a genre isn't a problem, but I'm not ever going to touch country music. I'm not good at bowing uh, strings either. Plucking is good, but like violin, my brain disconnects with it. And I think I could practice drums my whole life and not get it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of multitasking. Right hand, left hand, and then the, what do you call that? The pedals? Yeah, it, there's something about that. I think I just don't have the brain pathways for all that at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so you mentioned your SoundCloud. Um, we can end it with you um, telling us where we can find your music, where we can buy your music, or see your past performances, your past gigs. Probably going to have a hard time not finding me somewhere. Um, as long as you can spell Kaleidoscope right, I'm on SoundCloud uh, for music, Spotify, 
Google Play Music, uh, YouTube. I've got a lot of content on YouTube. Bandcamp, if you like to do it more traditional style. Uh, you can find me at kaleidoscopejukebox.com. That'll take you pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Clint, for yeah, thank talking you. to me about music, especially things that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> I hope you yeah, have a good you. day. You too. For upcoming events, opportunities, and more info, give us a call at 812-370-0278 or visit our website at artisanalley.com.